welcome to Spinning the Reel, a podcast by Evan and Cody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spinning the Reel. I am your host, Evan. What's going on, guys? I'm your other host, Cody. Okay, you called yourself a host today. We're making progress. I know. Well, Cody, today is July 16th. It is a Thursday, I think. It's kind of hard to tell. Time sort of blends together, doesn't it? It really does. Oh, man, is time really going to blend together on this episode? Yeah, definitely. Well, a lot's happened in the week or so since since we last did a podcast. Um, Netflix dropped uh, an action movie with Charlize Theron. Um, NBC launched their streaming platform, Peacock. Um, what else? Richard Linklater has a new animated movie he's making for Netflix, and we're not going to talk about any of that on the show today, are we, Cody? So you're just going to tease it and then let them figure just, it out? Just letting the people know what's going on. Okay, I see. That's kind of rude. Out in the world, you know? Whatever. You want to give a thumbs up or a thumbs down to the old guard right here in the intro? Sure, thumbs up. Oh, that's, that was a wrong, wrong direction for your thumb to go, but that's okay. <laughs> We'll talk about that maybe down the line sometime. Who knows? Um, what, what do we have on deck today? On deck today was something else that also dropped last week. And I think uh, if you have Hulu, you... First realize... Cow? No, not First Cow. First Cow is very good, though. All right. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. What <laughs> we're talking about today, Evan, is Palm Springs. Like the city? No, not the city. I think it takes place in the city. But not the city. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So Palm Springs is the new uh, Hulu movie. Uh, I think it's Hulu and Neon produced by the Lonely Island. So that's Andy Samberg and his, uh, his crew. They, they also did, was it Popstar? Never Stop, Never Stopping? Something like that? Don't you ever seen that movie? Me. Don't ask. No, I haven't seen that movie. I heard it's good. I want, I want to watch it, but I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Well, that's unfortunate. It is. So... Anyway, are you ready to talk about Palm Springs? I have been ready to talk about Palm Springs, so I'm just waiting on you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spinning the Reel. I'm your host. Wait, wait. We did this part already, Cody. We well, you did. I did. I'm confused. Why are we back at the beginning? And I'm your other host, Cody. What's going on, guys? There he is. <laughs> All right, Cody. So clearly we're doing a stupid bit that was unnecessary, but it is relevant to the movie we're talking about today, which is, of course, Palm Springs. Uh, what is Palm Springs? With the caveat that we are going to totally spoil the movie because I don't think you can really talk about this movie in any meaningful way without spoiling the premise of this movie. Yeah, but I can definitely not spoil it in the plot description by just saying it's about a guy who lives the same day over and over and over and over and over, and you can come in whenever you want and stop Well, but, but that over is a spoiler, again. isn't it? Okay, it is, I guess. You're right. Wow. I just spoiled everything. Wow. All right, so the movie's been spoiled for you now. Uh, we're sorry, but that's okay because it's really good and uh, it's worthy of a watch. Cody, tell me what this movie's about, other than a guy that's living the same day over, because it's a little more nuanced than that. <laughs> For sure. So uh, it opens up with a, a wedding scene, and you meet your main character, Niles, and he kind of goes through living through this you know, wedding day over and over again. Don't really know why. I guess it's not important, and we could talk about that too. And uh, eventually kind of gets uh, a woman there involved, which was the bride's sister. Uh, her name Sarah. is Sarah. And she kind of gets roped in, and because she gets roped in, you know, she's like, wait, what's going on? And you kind of live through her experience of having to live the same day over and over again. It kind of just, you know, she asked the right questions and stuff about like, how do I get out of here? And, you know, what's this all about kind of situation? The right out, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what questions should I ask if I'm stuck in yeah. an infinite time loop? <laughs> yeah. If I drive to Texas and fall asleep there, am I going to wake back up over here? <laughs> sure yes, enough. you are. You're going to wake up in Palm Springs. So. But yeah, it's just about the two of them obviously being, you know, now that he has someone stuck in the time loop with him, um, them kind of growing together, I guess, per se, and mm-hmm. uh, leading to that uh, epic finale. 
Great. That is uh, B minus. I don't want to. I don't want to like spoil everything. I want to like get into some of the stuff as we talk about it. So yeah, we we, we, can, I can do. we can talk about it here as we go. So one of the things that I found interesting over the course of quarantine, I know you've been back at work for a while. I, I'm still working from home, and I, I know a lot of people still are. A lot of people are out of work, and um, we've sort of collectively or or at least i don't know people that like movies have turned to film as a way to process their uh their situation and so we we talked about this when we when we watched contagion back in march which wow it's been what four months now that we've been doing this it's just crazy um but like from contagion to portrait of a lady on fire in a sort of different way We've talked about these different movies as sort of a good representation of, I think we've called them like the perfect isolation movie or lockdown movie or or quarantine movie. And in a lot of ways, I think that Palm Springs kind of is that movie more so than any of these other ones that we've talked about because there's such a bleakness to it, but also... It's, ba- it's just basically about people whose days all are the same. Like, there's no sense of time. There's, there's really no way to differentiate day from day. You, you do different things, but they all kind of blend together. And I don't know about you, but that's sort of the experience I've had. Um, what, what do you think about, like, Palm Springs in relation to the moment in which it was released? Oh, we were talking about the movie. I'm sorry. I thought we were going about our daily lives, like you said. Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely hits on a lot of those points, right? Where, you know, with Niles, he's just like, here I am. Well, it is what it is kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it gets past the point you could tell of however long he's been in this, you know, endless uh, cycle of, of kind of just dealing with it, right? Like, he, mm-hmm. he can't change his situation. And I feel like that's the same for us, right? We're in a situation where there's not really anything we could change, but his attitude changes. And his attitude changes as well, not only from when Sarah first meets him and has this carefree attitude, but obviously that connection that the two of them start to make, he changes in that aspect as well. So I think it's, it's an attitude thing, right? I think mm-hmm. we're all in an attitude state where it's like, obviously there's different views right now with everything going on here in good old America and, and the world, of course, but different people's views. And I think it's just attitude towards it. And, you know, I think it's just coming to terms and accepting this is, this is how we're going to be living for who knows how long, but for an extended period of time and coping with it with, you know, by your attitude and stuff. So, yeah. Just like Palm Springs. <laughs> Forever yeah, I, and ever. yeah, exactly. I, and I think it's interesting too, because, you get to see both of these characters at different points, right? So when Niles shows up and we can talk about maybe theories about how long he's been in there in a minute, but Niles has been in this time loop for enough time to figure out what everybody's going to do at the wedding. Like that first scene in the wedding, he's, he's dancing. He's got this like whole choreographed little set of moves where he knows exactly when someone's going to fall over or someone's going to, to I think he like jumps over someone that's like bent down to pick something up or something like that. So you're very clearly Niles has been in here for a long time and moved through all these different stages of grief or whatever you want to call it to, to the point where he's just completely nihilistic and, and just jaded. He doesn't care. Like he, he just doesn't want to put in any effort anymore. He's just accepted his life for the way it is. And then you get Roy who we didn't mention him off the top, but Roy is uh, another person that Niles um, roped into this uh, endless time loop uh, situation that you're hearing. Spoilers! Yeah, and so, like, you get Roy, you get also, at, towards the end, you get acceptance, but you get the the anger and the frustration, right? You get some yeah. of that, too, with, uh, with Sarah, but with Sarah, it's more denial, like, this can't be happening. And mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting to watch that in the current climate because i mean we're all just kind of trying to find a way to break the monotony of like being home all the time and not being able to go see our friends and not really being able to go out and do anything so i think that in that way like palm springs is a really fresh movie like it feels really relevant to see someone that is as nihilistic as niles is uh kind of soften a little bit as he finds this other person in Sarah, 
who kind of makes the days, even though it's the same day and nothing matters, it does matter now because he has someone else along with him. Yeah. I'm interested yeah. to see what what you thought about I, I guess just tell me what you thought about the movie in general. I, you know, I think knowing it's a low budget movie and stuff, like stuff, I think plays a factor just a little bit to say like, this is like, this was enough. This was enough to, maybe it's also the quarantine as a general, but like this movie just was really funny and it was really light and fluffy and airy and something that you thought you might've seen before, right? If you watch the trailer or anything like that, you're like, oh, this is Groundhog Day and right. nothing more. And yet, like you just explained right there, like it is so much more than that. And it's done so in such a, a short span to keep your attention long enough to not go overboard with it. Just like I said, make it fly, uh, light, airy, and just kind of like a good time. And I think, you know, we've already been touching on it is it, it does make you kind of question things like, you know, she's like, well, why does life matter? And then, you know, he's like, well, it doesn't matter. And you get those kind of deeper themes that, you know, not that they move past them really quickly but at least ponders the question and then it ponders it to you like well, what if you were stuck in this situation like how would you really react anyway i you know i think you'd get to the point of being like niles right where it's like mm -hmm. he's tried everything he's done everything to potentially get out of his situation and you know here he is it's like you know what i'm just gonna live i'm accepting it i'm gonna live my best life in that way um so i just think it worked i think the two of them on screen together was really great uh jk simmons as roy is honestly phenomenal i love him in like almost anything he gets added yeah. to i guess they all so have pretty good the whole like him hunting him like every whatever many days it is he says he's like yeah roy just shows up every once in a while and tries to kill me and you know he accepts that he's like whatever it's not you know so it's, it's, like, it's you can't so funny running from him it's like, what are you talking about of course i can <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, that's how she gets roped in Sarah to begin with is Roy's right. like hunting them like when they're like on the beach, you know, making out and stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shot with an arrow. What the heck? And I think like the best scene that like sums up this movie to me is when they're obviously in the desert um, near like the I'd say halfway middle end of the movie. And they're like, are those dinosaurs? And you think it's like, well, that's so far fetched. And then he's just like, who cares? And like, that's like the attitude, like of this movie. It's just like, that might not make sense or, you know, be realistic or whatever. And it's like, but who cares? It was fun. It was a good time. So, I mean, that's overall just like how I felt. Like it just made me, it put me in a good mood really. And so um, I just, I just really liked it, man. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with that. I mean, it is a fun movie. It's funny. It's, it's very light in, I wouldn't say it's necessarily light thematically, but it's, definitely yeah. in tone in tone it's like a a fun airy kind of movie mm -hmm. but one of the things that you, so you brought up groundhog day and the comparisons to groundhog day are of course going to be inevitable as they are with any of these time loop movies that are or even time loop media in general like there's been netflix series and a bunch of movies and things like that that have followed this basic um principle or whatever that that's the the foundation of the movie but mm -hmm. what Palm Springs does that is different, of course, and I think it's most interesting in contrast to something like Groundhog Day, is by adding those other people to the movie, what happens is it shifts the focus away from the time loop itself. I mean, it's ever present in the movie, of course, right? But you look at something like Groundhog Day or, I don't know, Happy Death Day, Edge of Tomorrow, those things, those movies are about how you get how you escape like how you get out of this situation right and even though palm springs is sort of about that having these other characters in there that are actually that have agency that aren't just like when you're in a time loop right every other character is just like a basically like an npc in a in a, a video game right like they're just there for you to interact with you know how they're going to respond they're not like really people in that sense if that makes sense yeah. I mean, they are, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think how to say that, but you get the idea. And so the interesting thing about Palm Springs is that having multiple characters in this time loop with their own agency, it shifts the story from being about how do you get out of the time loop to how do you coexist within it? And I think that's something that Palm Springs uses to its advantage really well with these different characters. And so 
one example for kind of an interesting choice they made was Andy Samberg's character is in the time loop from the start. You don't get any explanation for how he got there, how long he's been there. You just know he's been there a long time. So when um, Christine Milioti's character, Sarah, comes in, you don't have to have a whole 20-minute preamble explaining the situation as she is trying to cope with her new life, her new experience. Andy Samberg's already done all of these things. So you Mm -hmm. get the explanations in a way that feels natural and it doesn't slow down the movie. It it makes for, it, it really helps with that light and airy feeling, I think, because the movie's not weighed down with, oh, well, this is how this works. And this is how this works. And, and like all of these things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely a different take from any of those kind of things because it is the situation of one character being stuck in the same situation day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And more so just to get out of it where this is obviously not that, where multiple characters and coping with it. And you you see that too. You see how the characters kind of come to terms with it. And I guess it's kind of a good point or jumping in point where like, you know, you you realize those like big moments, like Sarah's big moment, I think is realizing like, okay, she just, you know, had a really good moment with uh, Niles and stuff and then wakes up and you realize that, you know, they, they keep alluding to, like, she's not a good person and all this kind of stuff. And then you see that she had slept with uh, the husband-to-be for her sister. She fucks stuff. around and drinks too much, Cody. Yeah, it, there you go, buddy. There you go. You took the words right out of my mouth. But, right? And then you see her have to cope with that and realizing, like, you know, she walks in, like, you know what? We're shitty people, but I'm going to change all that kind of situation. Or, you you know, Niles tries to get with uh, Roy because he's like, well, where's this guy been? And, like, he tracks him down on the opposite end. And, you know, you get, like, this little heartfelt moment by J.K. Simmons and as Roy to be like, you know what? And, you know, this is my family. These are, you know, my two kids, my lovely wife. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to accept living this same day over and over again. And, you know, I'm content with that. Like, I don't, you know. As right. much as I'm going to miss, you know, maybe them growing up, it's like, but at least I have that forever to never worry about them, you know, missing right. out on anything, What's the line so. he says, today is a good day? Yeah. So, I mean, I like that, right? It adds also to Niall's character, of course, to have that interaction and hearing these things, too, and making that ultimate decision that, you know, all right, yeah. maybe it is time for me to get out of here because, you know, he fell in love, obviously, so... One of the things you brought up just now that I really liked about the movie was, so, so you mentioned it with Sarah waking up and I think the, the fiance's name is Abe or something mm-hmm. in his room. And it kind of recontextualizes everything because you realize now as a viewer something you didn't know before, mm-hmm. which is that she's been waking up there every single day. And when she says she needs to get out of there, that's a huge driving force behind why she needs to get out of there. And so... I think the movie does that in a really clever way. It's another way that it's sort of subversive to general film tropes where normally it's the audience that knows something that the characters don't. But in this case, it's the characters know something that we don't know yet and that the other characters don't know yet. And it's an interesting way of keeping the movie because it is repetitive, right? Of course, it's going to go back and every day restarts, right? So you have a lot of these scenes that you see over and over again, but it never feels less it never feels like it's less compelling because each time it resets we're learning something new we're learning about Andy Samberg being in the time loop in that first reset and that one where she wakes up um, after they have sex out in the in the desert she wakes up and we realize that she had been sleeping with the fiance and so like that is a way that keeps the movie really fresh and moving in a way that that I haven't seen in too many different things. So I think that's interesting. I think too that like another reason the movie is really good is it's very like winking and and knowing where it, it it's kind of giving you little hints at what's going on, right? So like in the the opening scenes, right, you get a lot of little comments from uh, from Niles that indicate okay maybe he's like maybe something's not right here. Like when he's in the pool, right, and he says something like. Uh, today tomorrow yesterday it's all the same that kind of thing yeah um where it's like looking back on it you can see that he's like looking back you you can see that they they laid it out and one of the things that that caught me on a a rewatch that 
I really enjoyed was there's a big uh, banner in the living room of the house. I think I put this on Letterboxd, so you might have seen it. But uh, And it says uh, Abe and what's her sister's name? Tala forever. And at various points, the, when Sarah wakes up in the time loop for the first time, realizing she's already lived this day, it, the camera just so subtly like zooms in. So it's showing her, but it's just in the frame at the top right corner. You just see the word forever. And just at her bleakest moment, she's realizing that she's stuck there forever. And then later on in the movie, the same thing happens to Niles, where he realizes that Sarah's gone, that he screwed it up, or for whatever reason, that he's not going to see her anymore. Same thing. He's standing right in front of that banner. And now he's realized, even though he's come to terms with not caring and nothing mattering and, and living in this time forever, not doing anything, minimal effort, now that Sarah's come and left his life, he, he's realized that he has to live forever in this time loop without her. And so like, it's just the movie has a lot of little things like that that are just very, very clever and very smart. And it's part of the reason why I think it's maybe the best movie of the year so far. Well, I will agree with you because 2020 has not been great. I have it number one right now as the movie of the year for okay. me. Okay, well, you're just not watching the good movies. There's I guess plenty not. of pretty good ones. Um, I, I want to ask you, so spoiler alert for uh, the, the roundup, I guess. Neither of us gave it a perfect rating. What would you like, what would you have wanted more out of this movie that, um, that maybe it didn't have? Was there anything? I guess... I think it was just the way it ended. Like I was really thinking, and maybe I might be the only one. I really thought she was going to get out of it and he was going to get stuck in it kind of situation, right? Hmm. Like, oh, I really effed this up. And then when he finally realizes like he wants to be with her and stuff and get out of it, he's already going to be like too late. And then, I don't know, kind of leave it like that in a way to where it's like, you know, even when you have an opportunity that's presented in front of you to get out of this time loop, you were so comfortable with what has occurred in your life that it's like, you know, you didn't want, you didn't want that type of change, I guess. And right. now you're not going to get any change again because now you're stuck where at least she gets out of it and whatnot. I don't know. It's weird. It was like, it was like one of the thoughts that came to my mind, like when he was going to like run after her, she was already going to go through and like, like he wasn't, gonna he would have missed his chance or something. And then like, I think just rooted more in, you know, as much as I said, like, Oh, carefree, like with the dinosaur scene and stuff, like it was funny and stuff. I just wish like towards the end, it would have been like more grounded in like, you know, either realism, like realistic, like aspects or um, maybe a little bit longer to like grow on you, like of her situation as well. Cause it's, it's such like an abrupt, like, okay, I'm going to be a better person now. Let me get out of this studies quantum physics for whoever, however long, and then bam, she's out of it. Like, yeah, that, that's her way of like not being a shitty person, I guess. Like, so you have to start with that. So that's like your first step is, you know what? I'm not gonna be a shitty person. Let's learn quantum physics and I'll be out of here. And now I'll live my life. <laughs> well, I don't so know just... if it's that was her like <laughs> being not a shitty person because I'm smart. with. Yeah, I don't know. Now. I think it was more just like she came to the realization that like the choices that she's made in her life led her here. And sure. then step one is getting out. And step two is making better choices after that yeah. so I, I could i could see but i could see what you're saying for sure yeah so i, I think mean, the ending just, didn't work great for me either yeah it's just little things but i mean it is still a very good movie that i can't really like fault for what it is and all that and i really do like uh, andy samberg and stuff so yeah he's I mean, quite funny just, in this yeah that's just a huge appeal in itself right there i mean just mm -hmm. like anyone so yeah i think the ending for me was I, I mean, I know, I know why they had to do it the way they did. Cause I mean, it, basically this is a romantic comedy, right? And you need that, you need that happy conclusion for this kind of a movie. But yeah. I thought with the speeches that they kind of, they, they gave at the end of the movie and sort of like the journey and the arc that their characters took throughout that it probably would have been a more fitting ending not to tell us what happened because it doesn't really matter. Right. Because whether they get out, whether they don't get out, whether they die, whatever it is, like they have grown as people. They've like, this experience has shaped them in such a way that like their arc is done. And mm -hmm. so like them, and I guess, I mean, we've spoiled the whole movie, right? But like them getting out and being together in the real world the next day, 
is is a fine ending like that works but if they didn't that works too so for me i was just i like eh, i would have liked a little more ambiguous ending even if you just see them floating in the pool like if that's just the way it ends you don't know what <laughs> it is or whatever yeah either way they're together right that, that's probably where i would have gone with it but yeah. i want to talk mean, about how long you think they were in there how long do i think how long do you there? let's start with niles how long you think niles was in there I would say, if I had to guess, I'm going to go eight to ten years. I think he got stuck in there. The correct eight answer is one day. How do you know? <laughs> one <kidding>. day. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, well, I don't that's know. That's true. You'd have to be there long enough to, to not like, only figure out what everybody's doing at the wedding, exactly. but also mm-hmm. in the town, um, yep. like everything all around. Also, not even just that, he'd also have to be there long enough to have tried enough different things that he knows exactly what he has to do to um, get Sarah to sleep with him, right? He knows exactly what he has to do to, you know, whatever it is, right? Like the way he was playing darts, he's clearly spent probably weeks, if not months or years, just practicing darts. So like eight to 10 years could, could be, I feel like it might've been longer. Wow. Okay. How long do you think I- Sarah was in there? I don't know. How long do you think it takes to learn quantum physics? Do you, do you think she learned all of quantum physics or you think she just learned like she specifically sound... what she needed to know? Okay. That's, that's a good point. I think she had to learn the basics to lead to such a concept of what quantum physics was in that moment. I sure. feel like she went for her whole degree. That's at least five years in itself. And then I'm going to tack on obviously the relationship that she got with uh, Niles I'll say six years. Oh, so you think that, so you're saying you think that Niles was only there two to four years before Sarah got trapped. Correct. Like you said, he knew enough. He's also there long enough to forget what his job was. That that he had a dog with a neighbor. That's very true. Because he's like, I don't know. So, and then that means he doesn't age. Hmm. All right. But before we get into the next question i have for you about this movie and sort of like the the timey-wimey dynamics of it i have to ask Tiny you wimey dynamics of do it. you think it. i think that's like a doctor who thing i want to say uh, maybe it's a good place thing i don't know anyway this movie has like some strong good place vibes if you've ever seen that show but anyway um do you think that nana was stuck in it in the time loop you know what i until you, we were like talking about it, I didn't even like consider her. And then I thought about that scene um, where she was in it and stuff. And she's like, I forget exactly. You're going to be leaving said. soon. Yeah. I just want to say like, that was a great speech. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she kind of like, yeah, it's like she kind of knew like I've been in this situation before mm-hmm. and you haven't. And I just want you to know like before you get out of here, like, like it's like she like, was there, got out, and then went back in or something, right, situation. For yeah, like, she stuff. did her whole thing to figure out how to get out and realize she wanted to stay, almost. It, it's almost, yeah. like, nice. Yeah, so I think she is stuck in the uh, time loop situation. So if that's the case, so the question that I have for you is, how do you think you would react to being in that situation? Would you be more of the Niles closed off, not really just carefree, showing up to a wedding. Uh, oh man, after... I think it depends, man. If I'm waking up just... every night after like a one night stand, I guess I'd be like, man, I'm a shitty person. Maybe I don't know. Well, I mean, just just let's say you're you're <laughs> just a guest at this wedding, right? You wake yeah. up in your own bed, whatever. Um, sure. You gonna be you gonna be crushing beers and showing up to the wedding in like a Hawaiian shirt? Like yeah, Niles, and I have, to, and like have to explain myself every day of who I am because no one at the wedding knows I who know, this guy that's is. That's one of the other great things too. Is like <laughs> Misty's boyfriend, even though yeah, like he hates Misty guy? and Misty hates him. But like, um, would it be more uh, like Sarah, where you're trying to figure out your way out? I think like Roy trying to get revenge on whoever got you in there. Or would you yeah. be like Nana, just like I'm just gonna go to this wedding and have a good time? Wouldn't you go like you said? Wouldn't you kind of go through every phase of that, right? Where you'd wake up and like be like oh shit, why am I living the same day over and over again? And I feel like you'd start off as Sarah, right? Like, okay, I got to figure this out. Like how, like, right? How do I get out of here? Mm-hmm. And then of course, if someone put you in there or whatever, at some point you're going to feel angry. Like, holy crap, I'm stuck in here. This makes me really angry or whatever, or sad. And so you're going to feel like Roy. And then, you know, 
then you get to a point where it's been years and years, like you said, and you just kind of every day, like more so give up on trying to get out and more so with accepting it. So I feel like eventually you'd get to Niles. And I think from the start, I want to say I'd feel more like Niles, but let's be honest, if you ever got stuck in the situation, I think the first thing you're going to feel is, wait, what, what the heck? And then what happened? Like, how do I get out of here? I feel like the, um, for the first couple of days, you'd be like, okay, I can do whatever I want. So yeah, that's, that's th- one of the that's, fun things about yeah. this movie too, is like they go around, they steal a plane, they choreograph yeah. a dance sequence. Yeah, who cares? So like who cares if you die? Who cares if you get caught? Whatever, right? Yeah, because it's like there, there are no repercussions for your actions on anything you ever do. But Just you hopefully, you're, st- hopefully you're stuck somewhere nice. Right. Like I said, I hope I'm stuck on an island with at least enough people to interact with and a cold beer in my hand every day. That that Never was the other happens. question I was I was gonna ask you. So you'd want to be like on an island where you know, heck yeah, dude. Maybe like Hawaii or something like that. Sure, I, you know, just enough people, like I said, because if there's no one to interact with, you definitely go crazy. See, I would want to go to like some big city in like Europe or something because if cool. you're there, you could wake up in the morning. Money has no meaning to you anymore, right? Fly somewhere. So you, you just fly to some other country, right? And you could. Well, just you gotta. Go- Anywhere you gotta plan in the world that. you want. You gotta plan that though, because what if a flight's like twenty hours and some crap? Oh, well, I mean, say okay, so you you go to like I don't know France or something, right? You catch like fair. a two hour flight to to London I, or whatever. That's fair. There's some good islands. There's some good islands in there. Let's all yeah. go. You need to be stuck in the city. Let's just pick Rome, and that way sure. you have access to multiple locations. Your central your hub. You can sneak into the Vatican. Why not? <laughs> right? Like, there's so much you could do in that situation. Yeah. So, All right. Well, do you, you have any other me? thoughts? Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, Niles has it right. Just put a beer in your hand every day and, you know, today, tomorrow, the next day. It's all the same. And just learn how to suffer existence. There you go. Yeah. So do you have any like... other thoughts on, like, the, I guess, the sci-fi aspect of it, like the mechanics of the movie? <sighs> You know, like, give me four or five years to learn some quantum physics so I can really come back with you. I think that uh, guy was real, though, for a quantum physics scientist, by the way, that, that guy she was talking to. I was, like, reading a little bit. He was, like, he's actually, because she has, like, a FaceTime with, like, a professor, right? He's, like, a real quantum physics professor, by the way. Oh, well, see, look at We're breaking news here on the podcast. <laughs> I had news. no idea. So, but. Well, that's, but, that's exciting. Do no. you think you're going to be uh, returning to Palm Springs at any point? returning to palm springs. yeah no, I've, I mean, I've never like, been to palm springs i've been to palm springs yeah i'm gonna rewatch the movie yeah i've seen it three times already so that, yeah i was i'm just gonna say you're like wow you've already rewatched it and then like you bring up those little details of like forever and i'm like okay there's no way i would have caught that on the first watch like you yeah. have to watch this boy that even twice and well that's the thing behold, there's like layers times. to it right and then also it's like you mentioned it's breezy it's fun like it's an yeah. easy movie to just sit through and watch yeah, it's short enough too. It's not like a two and a half hour like movie. It's like what an hour, like twenty minutes, just roughly, right. or hour and, and a half. And it pays off short. because once you know like the the thing with Sarah and the fiance, it yeah. like you're rewatching the movie through a different lens. And I think it's uh, you can catch a lot of those other things that maybe you missed the first time. Well, sure. with that, Cody, you want to round it up? Yeah, letterbox roundup time. And I have given this film four and a half out of five stars. And as I said, right now, currently sits number one on top of my letterbox for the year 2020 releases. I have also given it four and a half stars for all the reasons we just talked about. Uh, It also sits atop my list, but it's really like neck and neck with the five bloods. And I I reserve the right to uh, change my mind at any point that I want. You do reserve that right, buddy. And I, I might, who knows? But it's definitely, it's definitely a fun movie. Yeah, so go watch it. It's on Hulu, guys. Check it out. All right, Cody. So I'm going to spare everybody the stupid bit we did at the beginning of the review section because you really can only get so much mileage out of that. So I'm just going to just be a straight shooter here. We're playing a game, sort of. I, I don't know if it's really a game. It's kind of a game. What are we doing? You know, you know what? We decided this, too, because we're going back doing all the Instagram posts and all this kind of stuff. And, and we realized, I think we got away from some of the fun of the podcast that you guys either, you know, I'm going to say love. They had to have loved it. 
because we're really stupid when we do this kind of stuff. But it's fun. So it here's our fun. game. It's we enjoy called, doing the games. It's going to be called The Endless Cycle. And what we're going to do here is we considered all the movies that we've done up to this point on, you know, all these uh, podcasts. So we each get to pick one film each, Evan and I. A movie we've discussed on the podcast. A movie we've discussed on the podcast. And why we would want to be stuck in that movie. What, like, what about it? Or, you know, and go into detail, uh, however much we want, on why we want to be stuck in that movie. Question for you. Sure. Question. Shoot. If we pick the movie, are we stuck as one of the main characters in the movie? Or are we just, like, participating in the movie? Like, we're just there. You can decide. You can decide if you would like to replace a character or join in as a separate character to live alongside every character already in said movie. Okay. It's completely up to you, man. I think I'm going to go with the latter. Okay, you go with the latter. And then for the torture round, <laughs> we each get to pick another movie that we're going to force our co-host into and then explain a little bit like why and then how our co-host would then say, you know what, screw you. This is how I'm going to flip the switch on you. And that's how I'm going to live in this movie instead. So we'll kind of throw that out. We're kind of going to, you know, we're just going to run with it, man. You want first pick or you want me to, to go first? You know what? I'm going to go first. Of course you are. And the movie I decided to pick for the fun of what it would be, I feel like I'd be like a Niles, carefree, all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I picked Zombieland 2, dude. I did. And it's just because of that carefree live. And I would, I would be a character to live alongside all of the characters already in the set. Yo, you want to be part of the group. <laughs> I Just do, like, because who doesn't want to enjoy a little bit of Woody Harrelson on the side? Yeah, you know? Woody Harrelson, Zoe Dutch. That sounds, exactly. sounds fun. <laughs> Just listening to their banter every day would be enough. I would just like grab a Twinkie and be like, keep going. Uh, I have a, a concern, though, about okay, this pick. Concern. So, obviously, zombies everywhere, right? Sure. You who have to deal with that. Though? Yeah, who cares about but, that? But here's the question, right? Let's okay. say you get bit by a zombie. Okay. You're not really dead, you're undead, and zombies don't really sleep, so the day never resets. Now you're a zombie forever. Wow. You've just spoiled my entire pick of why Zombieland 2 might not work. I know you put it in the notes, and I was like, wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? I'm taking my chances, man. I'm taking my chances. Because it seems like everyone that killed in the movie is like actually killed, and then, but I guess they become a zombie hopefully you you reset i'm hoping that the reset button works because in essence as soon as I you're brain died. dead yeah i'm brain dead and then it resets itself one can only hope evan anyways i'd still live in it because it'd be it'd be cool i feel like i'd be like living in a video game kind of situation yeah, and if too. you go with that group you know they, they can probably yeah they don't even the die zombies. you know only they their doppelgangers die cody so. you could be the first one in the group to die nah i would live I would make sure that I live. Okay. Since I won't be stealing your pick, I, uh, I'll give a couple ones I considered. So going down the list, there's a lot of fucking bleak movies that we've talked about that like <laughs> living in those movies would be shitty. <laughs> Some of the ones I considered, I thought about Onward, you know, living in a land of magic and elves and stuff, even though that movie was just You okay. could have just picked Artemis Fowl for that. That would have been fun. Um, I thought about Casablanca just because, you know, you have to live somewhere, why not just hang out at Rick's all day and drink, right? Mm. But the movie I ultimately picked is Palm Springs. Why oh, not, right? You're in a nice Lord. central location in California. You can go all over the place. There's um, a wedding if you want to go to it. Hang out by the pool. Just drink a bunch of beer. Like that, if you've got to be stuck somewhere, why not Palm Springs? Yeah, but then like I feel like you're limited in that aspect. Are you gonna like are you gonna be like dirty are you gonna be like dirty like Niles and like rope someone in because you're so lonely, Evan? Well, I wouldn't have to, right? Because I'd have Niles and uh, Sarah and Roy and maybe Nana there. Oh, you you're you are gonna join as yeah, a just separate join in the group, you know, join in on their adventures. Yeah, um, but you're like a third wheel at that point. You'd be stuck watching JK Simmons kid you know draw like poop art or whatever he was watering shit okay Cody. Oh, yeah. get it right <laughs> that's weird see, but so it's beautiful go... <laughs> so something tells me you would have a great conversation with jk simmons about that with a beard in your hand just you like hang out with him much. in irvine yeah exactly 
I think it'd be fun. You know? And I don't I, know how long how long we, any of us could last in any of these things. In any of these movies? Yeah. I don't know, man. I guess Palm Springs is tough. So, because we're just talking about being stuck in the movie, like in the situation of the movie, where at least Zombieland 2, they go different places and do different things. Yeah. In Palm Springs, it is literally just one day, which is fine. Yep. I mean, okay. But right, I mean, I guess it wouldn't matter. I'd be stuck in the White House, I guess, forever too, because I'm gonna be waking up, going to bed, waking up. Yeah, I guess. So, what uh, what movie are you gonna put to me? You know, I I thought about it, and there was two I was on the fence about, and I'm gonna go with the first one that I was on the fence about that I'm not gonna pick, and you would have probably been like, really. And then I'll tell you the reason why I picked the other one. So the one I was going to pick was going to be The Gentleman. Because you hated that did movie. We talk- oh, we didn't review that. We just kind of mentioned Or did we review it? I, we talked about it a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit. We don't want to get into it. And I just force you to live in there and, you know, deal with the political <sighs> the nature racism. of being, of, of being <laughs> called cunt every day. And God. then why you shouldn't be called cunt every day. And then you can get into all that. Movie's still in your so I would have forced you to live in it. Anyways, the movie I picked... And I only picked it because it would be the desperate way of doing nothing. I picked Ad Astra, a movie you actually loved, forcing you to live in that every day. And you know why I'd force you to live in it every day? Because eventually you'd get so sick of it that you would hate it, thus hating Ad Astra like you should. That would be pretty bleak. <laughs> I mean, being being out in space on your own. Yep. Like, yep. That would be a very bleak situation to be in. That, and that would, would be just... pretty bleak, but I feel like oh. there's a, there's an escape built in to Ad Astra, right? Escape. Like, How? if you have endless time to voyage through space, you have a spaceship, you could make your way to, like, a black hole and, like, force your way through, and I feel like maybe you could escape that way. Well, you're just trying to find ways to escape? I, I like feel that. like that might be the way the way to do it. Now, I think you'd come to terms with accepting a really crappy life like that guy and uh, Brad Pitt, I should say, his character. I can't think of his name in the movie right now. And that that's what I want. I want you to come Man, to terms with... Is that wow. what you thought that movie was about? You, you fundamentally <laughs> misunderstood that movie, guys. <laughs> no wonder you didn't like it. I just uh, couldn't stand that, Astra. I mean, oh, I, so I appreciate it, whatever. I just want to come to terms with you hating that life to where you hate the movie. Is that so wrong? I just feel like it'd be boring. You know, you'd just be like, "Yeah, because it's a boring movie all the time." No, not not that the movie's boring, but like the existence of like day to day in space for like years at a time or whatever would just be <laughs> so bleak. All right, that I was think... a good pick. That was solid. All right, thank you, thank you. I, thank I thought you I thought you were gonna reason. pick. I thought you were gonna pick Joker. Oh, that Joker! I saw it at a glance, and I'm just like, mm, nah. But you know what? That would have been okay, Cody, because we already live in a society. And it's just, <laughs> God, I hate that movie. <laughs> um, so I was, this is tough for me, right? I had some different different things I thought about. I thought about Artemis Fowl, because like, what could be worse than being stuck in just that house with those children the entire time? Every once in a while, Josh Gad shows up and like shits out dirt. And you're just like, Ooh. what is going on? Um <laughs> I, you know, I thought about uh, Whiplash because that would just be pretty brutal. To, that would be brutal to be the drummer. Yell at uh, me, J.K. Simmons. Yell at me. But I went with The Shining. You're oh. sitting in the Overlook Hotel in the middle of winter, <laughs> no one else around, slowly going insane. Uh, I almost picked The Shining, too. That was like <laughs> one of my four choices I had for you. That's so funny. But yeah, I was just, you, you get stuck in forever and ever. And really, it would be forever and ever. He, he kind of is, right? He's yeah, in the whole photo at the end, right? But how would I, I would go crazy in a different way, right? Like he goes crazy from having to live. Well, I guess I'd go crazy the same way because you're living really the same day over and over again anyway as it is sure. like he does. Oddly connected. Yeah, so, yeah, that would be the worst. I, those movies that have like, like would I said. Would or would not try to axe murder your family. Mm, well wait am i a different character maybe i would axe murder the axe murder oh you could. and then his family because oh, i'd probably go oh, crazy that's, that's pretty dark it is dark but i've obviously gone crazy Freeze too, to death and start the whole thing over again <laughs> so i don't know what i would do do i get to bring my own weapons in 
Um, I guess I could do I whatever think I want. So I mean, like, I just get stuck. If you're it. living there forever, you could go like cut down a tree and build your own weapon or something. Hopefully, the old lady decides to be a young lady for me just for a little bit of fun. You, maybe Cody, maybe, <laughs> but I feel like that is not the point of of her her character. I feel like no, she uh, is explicitly old. She is explicitly, and she's old. always been old. Ugh. Yeah. All right, but that that's a good pick, and I think we've come to the conclusive decision that anywhere in a situation where you're really stuck alone, you're gonna go crazy. You know, this is a game where everybody loses, but I feel like I won today. Mm, you can keep thinking that, and I'm, I'm claiming victory on this one. I'm I'm gonna be the first one to declare that I win. Well, the real victory is I don't have to see you every every day. Oh. All right, Cody. Keeping with the theme today of Palm Springs, time loops, um, we're going to talk about our most revisited movies. What, what movies that we watch over and over and over again that never get old that we, uh, that we do. So I want to start out. So we each picked five and then had a few extras as well. Yes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with you. Give me... I, w- I want your list to be a solid five. So give me a few honorable mentions that you, you had to cut. Honorable mentions that I had to cut mm-hmm. would be Goodwill Hunting with. Uh, we, we all know about Goodwill Hunting. Uh, good. It's I'm a not going to go into this movie. Yeah, I know. So that, that one got cut. Uh, and then another one that I'm going to cut is Real Steel. It's a stupid movie, it's a robot movie with uh, Hugh Jackman dumb. in it. But I watch it with my dad, and it's always been like on TNT and stuff, and that's going to correlate to my other top five choices. He reconnects why. with his son. fighting. It's <laughs> awesome, dude. Anyways, I know the movie's not the greatest, but it means something to me, and it's always on TV kind of situation. And then my last one um, is going to be as well National Treasure as an honorable mention. I watched, oh, I've, I've watched the shit out of that movie, too, for whatever It's a reason. very rewatchable movie. Yeah, it is. So those are my honorable mentions off the top. And okay. now I have my solid list of five. All right, good. You like to good. do your animal mentions first and then? Yes. So I'm going to start with one that may or may not be on your list. I know what's on your list, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, Tangled. I watched oh, Tangled. Yeah. I watched Tangled a lot, man. I'm like, I don't know why, but the songs are just great. And like, fun. it's a fun movie. Um, I'm sure you'll, you may or may not talk about that later. Um, <laughs> another Disney movie on there. Uh, you know, I'm actually going to put that one on my list. So my other honorable mentions are going to be lost in translation which you know i i tend to have this theme with movies on my list that they're either escape movies that are like not literally escaping something but like are really happy and and joyous movies that kind of like yeah bring you out of like whatever funk you might be in or the complete opposite like really dreary bleak movies that just make you feel like shit even more than when oh, you God. start watching it um, Lost in Translation is one of those movies that I watch a lot when I feel like isolated, like I kind of have lately, or like I think a lot of us have lately. You know, what something tells me that anyone that listens to this podcast and anyone that knows you on a personal level, level, that Lost in Translation is probably the perfect film to maybe just sum up your life, Evan. That's fuck you, Cody. <laughs> um, <laughs> Little Women is the other one on my honorable mentions. Okay. <laughs> Look at that laugh. There's no denying it. He knows. I, I, honestly, I can't deny it. Yeah. <laughs> I relate to that movie on such a deep level. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. What's your number five, Cody? Right, are we going like down the list from like five to one? Like uh, You just do it however you'd like. All right. I'm going to do it that way. And just like as a heads up to like just why I picked these movies or the, the movies that I picked, a lot of it's going to be like Pixar, DreamWorks, that, like the Disney stuff or stuff that's like really like. Um, when I had direct TV and stuff, it's just like, this is the stuff that always like showed up on TNT, you know, like mm-hmm. those are the movies I rewatch because I'm always trying doing something and I just quickly turn it on. And like, when you're flipping through channels, you just kind of find something while you're doing something else. They were always on. And it's just like, Oh, you know what? I really like that movie. Or I like it enough to be like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. And you kind of get like a, a deeper, like growth for like the movie as you obviously turn it on and continuously watch it. Unlike you, I know, like, like I just, I don't watch enough movies to like ever like go back 
or like that they're released quick enough to like be like it's so fresh in my mind that I really like that movie I want to watch it again a lot of those movies um, that I think like are on your list like I really like a lot of them but I'm not gonna I don't know why it's just like I'm not gonna go back and and watch them I guess in such a fresh manner or time and I know that you Mm -hmm. watch them on a very consistent basis so that's kind of like where my list kind of sits on why these five are on there um, and to start off with, um, like you mentioned, as your honorable mention, I'm going to start off with two is uh, Tangled. I freaking love Tangled, dude. I know that it was always like on Disney Channel and stuff too before obviously the whole streaming of Disney Plus came out and stuff. And every time it's just like, you know, you're getting to like channel 290, I think it was on DirecTV. And I'm like, bam, there it is. It's like, oh, cool, Tangled's on. And like, I would just turn it on. And like you said, like the the aesthetics of like the picture just looked really good it's it's very you know it's a it's a story that's of course been told a thousand times but like Flynn Rider and you know Pascal and of course Rapunzel like it's it's just it's just such a fun and and enjoyable time and um the music like you said is just it's really good and I just I can't help but like just fall in love with that movie and every time just like it's on it's like I'm watching it so that is my number five no, that that movie's great. That song when she's like cleaning the house is is one of my favorites. I, I agree with everything except for that it's a good looking film. It's the three D animations like I, I I don't I don't dig it. Maybe that's why it was a uh, an honorable mention. Um, yeah. So to your point about like how you put this list together, I am very much a compulsive rewatcher of movies. Mm-hmm. If I like something, I'll just like. For me, it's some people have like music on in the background during the day, or they just have like something, some sort of entertainment around. For me, it's just like if I, even if I'm doing something else, I just have like, oh, I'll just throw a movie on, whatever, right? And so a lot of times it's these movies that I just adore. And so I'm going to start with uh, my own Disney movie, um, Inside Out. I think it's the best Disney movie, I, I, Pixar movie, probably Disney movie too. Um, I just think it's really good. It's fun. It's like fast paced enough that like it keeps you entertained. But also like if you do want to actually sit down and watch it, there's a lot to get out of it if you do. Yeah. I mean, I think our my list is at least flooded, like I said, with DreamWorks and Disney. It, I, I think Disney in general is just right. It's such a rewatchability factor for so many reasons we've got into on the podcast mm-hmm. before. It's just, it's either good background noise or it's, you know it's it's just a good time right you're gonna feel good at the end of the day kind of situation and i think a lot of people more so tend to cater towards that because right you're watching a movie most likely for obviously to watch it of course i get it but right you're kind of probably feeling down or off or in some way and it's like you know i want to like feel good so that's why i think people tend to cater towards that stuff sure is that why you pick tangled it's why I picked Tangled and why it's I picked my next film. And that would be up because I'm going to counter your Pixar pick with my own Pixar pick. Same director. And, <laughs> and <laughs> I freaking love Up. It is my favorite Pixar movie. And I think that one's just an enjoyable We've time. about this, Cody. I know. You You're know wrong. what? It's okay. Yeah. I respect it's, it. It's on the list. It's It's... It's a good movie, man. I don't want to argue it. This is supposed to be an uplifting segment. Although oh, I kind of dissed you earlier. Yeah, that's not going to be the case with my next pick. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this piggyback off each other. Yeah, my next one is Inside Lou and Davis. <laughs> I watch that movie all the time. That movie is bleak as fuck. Like, <laughs> his life is just depressing and horrible. And it's just like... There is no movie that just you can watch and just feel like complete shit for like another person in the way that like Lou and Davis just cannot catch a break. And I just think it's really good. The music is great. The um the whole atmosphere of the movie is just it's just a really well done movie and I I watch that one a lot. I will give you that the music is for sure catchy. How many wait, let's let's add something into this as well. So uh, Inside Out, I've watched probably five or six times, and oh. Inside Lewin Davis, I've watched. Um, I, I could, that one I can tell you. I think it's like six times. Gotcha. Um, how how many times do you think you've watched? Uh, you've watched Tangled. I've I at least eight eight to ten to be honest with you. I watched yeah. the shit out of that movie, and then with Up, same thing. Probably about eight to ten times. Yeah, I've I've watched Lewin Davis six times, 
all the way mm-hmm. through. And I only watched it for the first time like last year or something. So I'll get into my next movie. It's not the top of my list. It's just uh, the movie I know for a fact I've watched the most. Not that it's my favorite favorite, um, but because of Tis the Season to be Jolly, right? Uh, my next pick is It's a Wonderful it's July. Life. Yeah, Christmas in July, dude. It's a thing. So we're talking about Die Hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a Wonderful Life is my next pick. Uh, I watch that probably twice a year, uh, for sure once a year, and it's another one of those films with like my dad. Like we always bake during Christmas and stuff, and he loves that movie. And he he puts it on, and then my mom gets home and she's like, "This is a sucky movie and a sucky life." She hates it, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, I probably, like I said, I watched that every year since I was like 10. So I've seen that movie at least, at least 20 times, honestly. It's a, it's a classic, right? You got yeah. Jimmy Stewart and he's just doing his thing. Yeah, I feel so. like that's, uh, that would be on a lot of people's list too, if they, if they, especially if they don't watch a lot of movies. Yeah, where it's, it's a holiday thing. It's a tradition kind of for a lot of yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And that's where it is for me. It's a tradition. So it made my list because of that. Um, and we'll keep going from there. But yeah, it's a wonderful life. So... My next pick, so this is sort of in the vein of like uh, like a, a Palm Springs, which I've watched three times in the last week, but La La Land is going to be my next pick because even though I only saw it for the first time when we did that episode, which was like a couple months ago maybe, uh, I've already watched it three times. I kind of want to watch it again. That's a movie that just kind of is like, it just kind of sucks you in. And even though it's sort of depressing at the end, it's it's a very fun and uplifting movie throughout uh, at least up until it ends so la la land is one that i i just get i just get absorbed into it and i can't can't help myself yeah hey no worries man i like we've talked about on the podcast before we both love that movie a lot when we first saw it and i don't blame you on that one glad good i'm glad you don't blame me so plus emma stone dude she's like she's gold in that movie she's very good so all right, that's going to lead me into another animated film. And it is not Disney, though. It is DreamWorks. And I love the shit out of this movie, too. How to Train Your Dragon. I Good movie. love Hiccup. And I love Toothless. And I love everything about this movie. So I don't yeah, know what else. Gotta love Jay Baruchel, man. He's, uh, <laughs> he's the best. So... Yeah, he's he's so funny, and he's like a perfect voice actor for a lot of situations, and he's been in other films that are really just pointless, stupid films that are just fun, though, but um, I like him a lot, too, so just having the voice actor of him in this movie obviously, of course, adds to it, and, you know, I like, you know, Toothless kind of being like a dog, of course, and I'm a dog person, I guess, and I see traits of that, of course, and it's, yeah, it's just a fun, good movie as well, so same situation i think it was always on tnt and stuff and you know you flip through the channels on the weekend very much a cable movie true yeah so that's why it's on my list man i've seen that um probably 12 to 15 times no joke wow i I think i've seen how to train your dragon maybe three times maybe (laughs) four well i say 12 to 15 because i don't know if i've sat through an entire like every single watch 15 times i've probably sat through an entire watch at least eight and then, you know, the other one's at least over half still. But, yeah. Sure. There we go. All right. So my next movie is another one that I think is just, like, fun and uh, and just, like, an easy watch. Um, it's Joker. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Booksmart. And so I saw Booksmart at, like, a preview screening, like, a couple weeks before it, it released in theaters. Saw it in theaters two or three times. It's one of those movies that even though, like, Technically speaking, I don't think it's a perfect movie necessarily. It's just such a fun and funny movie, and it doesn't really get old. So I find myself showing it to a lot of people. Uh, it's a movie that I'll just like put on at, if I'm looking to watch something at some yeah. point. Just like, ah, you know what? I'm, I don't want to have to think too much. I just want to watch like a funny movie. Book smarts it. I have watched it 11 times since I first logged it May 1st, 2019. Wow, you just gave me shit for potentially watching a movie like 12 to 15 times. And no, then... I didn't. I just okay. said I hadn't watched How to Train Your Dragon. It was specifically the movie itself, okay. not the number of times. Yeah. All right. All right, movie buff, book smart 11 times. It's crazy, dude. Are you, do you feel smarter watching it? Yes, definitely. 
That's no awesome. <laughs> All right. Given straight so, A's, given zero Fs or whatever the tagline is. That leads me to my last and final most rewatchable film. And that for me is The Shawshank Redemption. And to try and explain this in this segment would be near impossible. I feel like this is on a lot of people's list for an enjoyable movie. Like you kind of said with uh, It's a Wonderful Life, I feel like a lot of people have seen this film at the very least. It's kind of mm-hmm. a, you know, iconic movie, I would have to say. And uh, just sticks with you. And I, I, you know, I love Morgan Freeman. Obviously, he's, you know, sidekick in this movie. I, he's co-star. Um, and it's just, it's just really good, man. I just, every time. And it's also one that was always on cable because why not? Why not put it on cable? I always forget that that movie stars Tim Robbins and not, um, Brendan Fraser. For some reason, I always think Brendan Fraser is the guy in that movie. And I, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I've only seen it a couple of times. It's probably why. Um, I've, I've seen it probably for sure. Um, that'd be probably like another one from like seven to 10 times. So. Yeah. I think we all know what my most rewatched movie is. Oh, I talk well, about if, it. On if they follow it on your every episode or listen to any podcast, you always throw a reference in there. Go ahead, hit them with it. And th- this is this episode's reference to it. I have watched Lady Bird. Here, here's the deal. I have, <laughs> I don't know how many times I've watched Lady Bird. I know that I have logged it on Letterboxd. 16 times since I got letterboxed, but I definitely saw it at least three or four times before that. So we're talking about in the twenties for the amount of times that I have watched Lady Bird and I watch it like once a month at least. That's funny. It's just, it's such a perfect movie that I I just, that's, that's all I want to watch. I can watch it right now. Yeah, I feel like I could just mute the movie and you would be able to like word for word just like give me everything that's said by every character in that movie. More or less. Yeah. <laughs> I had a I had a friend in um in middle school. We had a um a creative writing class and mm-hmm. it was one of those just kind of like fuck off classes where the teacher <laughs> would just be like, "All right, here's your prompt. You have a week to finish it. We're going to watch movies every day." And so for like two days, we watched, I think it was Shrek 2. And my buddy who sat next to me literally knew every word to Shrek 2. Like he was just oh reciting the movie along with it. I'm just like, this is incredible. How could you put yourself <laughs> through Shrek that many times? Uh, so that's, that's, that's my awesome. little story. <laughs> All right, well, awesome. I think that's a pretty good list of uh, rewatched films. Um to any listeners out there, if, if you if you can hear us, send us uh, send us your favorite movie to rewatch. What's the if you're feeling like a movie, you want something that gives you that like warm, comfortable feeling of like movie you love. What what is that movie, and where where can they send that to, Cody? They can send that to uh, at spinning the real r e e l at our Twitter page. That'd or, be great. Uh, you can DM us on Instagram, also at spinning the real. So. And if they want to reach out through email, if people still email these days, I don't know. Uh, that's going to be spinningtherealpod at gmail.com. Yeah, so send us your, uh, your favorite uh, films to rewatch. Yeah, or tweet at Evan. Tweet what? At How many times? 20 times, Lady Bird? Yeah. It reminds me of that Robin uh, Williams skit where he talks about golf and we're talking about Lady Bird. You've watched Lady Bird how many times? 18 fucking times. <laughs> With such emphasis, too, because you love it. And I'll watch it 18 more at least. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Cody, that does it for this week's episode of Spinning the Reel. I thought it was pretty, I mean, you know, it's a pretty good review section when we talk exhaustively about a film and we forget to even mention that it's basically a film about marriage and commitment. Like there's just so much to talk about that, uh, that we missed. We, we couldn't talk about it all in one episode. Yeah. We'll have another movie or, you know, our own special segment about marriage and commitment with us single dudes. So either yeah, way, exactly right. We're not really exactly qualified to talk on the <laughs> subject, but um, you know, Palm Springs is kind of like being stuck on this podcast with you, Cody. Aw, shucks.
Anyway, uh, <laughs> we already gave out the contact information, so we're we're set there. Yep. I, you want to tell anyone anything else? Leave a review, maybe. Yeah, leave a review. That'd be awesome. I don't know how I'm doing. I might suck at this. Yeah, tell and Cody. Tell, me... tell him all his flaws. Well, if you leave a review about Cody's flaws as a host, I will read it on the next podcast. That would be. Uh, can you read that in all one review? I have a lot of flaws. I feel like someone's someone's watching this right now. Just a bullet that. point list. Yeah, bullet point <laughs> list of at least thirty That's all points we need. already off the top of the. But head, please like... give us five stars. <laughs> Cody, I feel like you need to set an example and leave a review yourself. That's true. We, how far are we into this? And I haven't left our review, my own personal it's review. Disgraceful. Hey. So. We'll what's, the, uh, what's the update on the Instagram before we go? The Instagram. What's going is, on with that? You know what? We're like, I think we're up through like seven, season one, episode seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're chugging along. So That's right. You know, I can't do we'll it every day because it still takes a little bit of work. And uh, I just don't always have the time for it when we're doing continuously moving forward because that's what we do here. That is true. Um, and getting better. But we are getting better. I just want everything to kind of be up there again. Oh God, um, you think we're getting better? I well, thought we were getting worse. I feel like we're already at rock bottom, so there's only one way to go. That's true. Um, but yeah, and uh, we'll get it updated, and we'll just we'll keep going. Good, like good. I said, it kind of makes you reflect. I like that. You know, like I said, like we're missing some gag segments and stuff, and maybe our fan art will come back. I, I'm sure you guys love me as uh, Elsa there. So yeah, we gotta we gotta work on that. Yeah. Um, keep an eye out. I'm probably going to have a Palm Springs written review up on the website. The first thing that I'll have on there in six months so keep an eye we'll out link for it that. to the I'm, episode notes i'm like halfway through it yeah all right that's it that's cody it, man it's been time, good to time go. with you yeah we need to leave okay leave time to blow up a goat or something get out of no, here i'm gonna go drink a beer mm-hmm. good for you i'm gonna go drink a beer well, you're bye <laughs>